Love me some advertisements. Uh, mm, says the king. Uh, oh, oh wow, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Bilky, my god, it's 2020. We are in the future. The future. The future. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, we're gonna do some stuff for New Year's. What do you got? Any plans? You gonna go out and do yeah, the town? I think, and... Yeah, we're gonna go out. We're gonna do some things. things. We're gonna ingest some things, <laughs> and then we're gonna be safe. God damn it, we're safe. We, we, listen, if if you are listening to this, maybe post New Year's, and you had an interaction that wasn't exactly the greatest, just just remind yourself: if you go somewhere for New Year's, just stay there. Okay, yes. just stay there. All right. Don't add to the statistics. Take this into the 2021 New Year. Okay. Uh, we got some great stuff on the show today. We're, we're talking some Power Rangers. We got a little <gasps> bit of anime love in there. Oh my god! There's a big one in there. Can't just believe for it. you, Bilky, and much, much more. So let's kick that intro music and get this show on the road. And welcome back to a little bit of nerd, your recreation destination for all things nerdy. As usual, I'm your host, Jalen Holston, and today I'm with a man that truly believes in the impossible, often been described as the fastest man alive. Mr. Bilkey, how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing so well. I was able to make it here on time due to my uh, body's aerodynamic build. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes, with the quickness I was here. Very thin, wispy, as yes. they say. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, we have some uh, exciting news on today's show. It's a little bit old because we're doing a little pre-record action, but it's okay. It's okay. You don't have to know that. You'll be hearing this in the future. Shh, shh, it's okay. Time machine. Travel. Back to the future. Yes. <laughs> Uh, but the Flash got a release date, uh, Power Rangers getting rebooted, and a bunch of other stuff. But let's get down to the, the brass tacks this episode, shall we? Yes. First on the docket, just for you, Mr. Mm. Bilkey. Yes. There is a retro anime streaming service that is being developed that will be called Retro Crush. Uh, a YouTube channel um, had been publishing like hundreds of these old anime videos for a very long time. And now they have enough backing and stuff that they want to create their own streaming service. So, what are your initial thoughts hearing this kind of thing from, you know, your love and affiliation <laughs> of all things anime? I can't hide it, dude. I don't even care if it's not cool or not. <laughs> it wasn't cool when we were kids, but I feel like it's starting to pick up steam rather quickly. I think with all the concept art movement and, and things of that nature, all these different games that are coming out, and they're also anime-inspired, excuse me, um, yeah, I agree. I think it's very much uh, coming out and about and it's popping. Right? Um, my initial response is that I'm excited about it. I think it's going to be really cool. Um, I'm hoping it's not going to be like a YouTube Red thing where I have to subscribe to it monthly and yeah. give them my money. Um, because if it is, that's going to be a major bummer. But depending on what they have, it could be really interesting. I'm thinking that if it is free, it's going to put people like Crunchyroll on the hot seat. Oh, man. And we're going to see how they respond to it. Because if they just start dumping out all this anime and then you people have been paying for Crunchyroll, they might lose a lot of service. And it's not ju not just anime. Like They are hardcore sticking to like the retros, like Cowboy Bebops, the Sailor Moons, Love Gundam, it. like that kind of Street Fighter, that kind of stuff. So uh, my other question for you as, a, as the foreborn expert on our show, All Things <laughs> Anime, do you think that a streaming service like this can really survive in a climate where we have like Hulu, Apple Plus, Disney Plus, obviously, Netflix, etc. Right. Um, I think it has a, a chance based on whatever they put out as far as content is concerned. Because mm -hmm. we're getting all types of crazy new anime, um, animations are getting better, storylines are getting better, all this good stuff. And so if they can reach that new audience and show them where, I guess, the roots of it all came from, yeah. then I think it could really be successful. Bro, I'm trying to watch me some Aeon Flux on that That's bitch. what I'm, I'm saying. I'm trying to watch me some old school Gundam, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? It was embedded in my blood. My some parents, zoids, uh, they told know? me they used to watch Aeon Flux back in the day, oh, and I was like, no way, are you Eon guys serious? Be fantastic. Oh. Yeah, so I'm excited for it. I'm, I'm going to give it a go. Even if there's like a little free trial, I'm going to go, and I'm going to binge. You won't see me for a month, <laughs> but I will see you at the, on the other side. <laughs> uh, I'm very excited for this as well. Uh, I'm not as big an anime head as Bilky is. I stick to my guns with, you know, Dragon Ball and Digimon here and there. Beyblade actually was probably the biggest anime. Let it rip. That I, <laughs> let it rip. <laughs> um, that I invested in when I was a kid. But, uh, no, I'm happy to see all these good shows come back and I'm definitely gonna give it a try so yeah Looking I'll give you some that. recommendations we'll find something you like Ooh, hot take yes another anime episode is in the works ladies and gentlemen 
Uh, but next on the list, Godkiller vs. King Kong. That movie has been in the development for a very long time. We haven't seen any real movement. It's finished, apparently. But the, the some footage got leaked um, and teases some action sequences. We all know the plot of the movie. It's just going to be Godzilla fighting. Kill everything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not gonna be that. But my question for the pod basically is like, does anyone care about this movie anymore? Because it's literally about to come out in a couple months or so, um, towards the middle half of 2020, and still no one cares. Like there hasn't been any trailers. Mm-hmm. There's no like promo. So Bilky, do you think this movie is just dead? It's given me a bad vibe from the jump because we got uh, the King Kong movie with Jack Black recently. Yeah. Within the last five years or so, I'd say. Well, mm-hmm. I don't really remember, but that shit doesn't matter. Kong Skull Island. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. So I thought that looked really visually pleasing. Yes. It was a cool ass movie. They did the CGI really well, and then they've been making these Godzilla movies here and there. And we tried that one that was on Netflix, that animated one. Oof. That was god awful. I couldn't even make it through the whole thing. Rip the dream. Yeah. On it that was. One poorly poorly done so i'm nervous maybe they're trying to resurrect it but for what like are you gonna make more like where does it go from here the king of the monsters was i i personally enjoyed it because i i think it had the stylistic storytelling of like the 60s um godzilla movies that my dad got me hooked on so Mm -hmm. i personally enjoy that movie i understand why a lot of modern fans of like godzilla didn't didn't enjoy it because they're used to like these high action big fast pacing like monster fight movies kind of like some transformers type situations right. but that's not what godzilla's ever been so and then plus we had millie bobby brown in there so you can't go you wrong can't with, you know it. what i mean yeah. Yeah. she's fantastic did great um the central character's motivation as far as like the villain goes in that movie so stupid uh the human villain i should right. say um but you know it's a godzilla movie i came in i just wanted to see godzilla beat ass for Merch an it. hour yeah. I, that's what i got I, so i couldn't be right mad at that movie so this uh, this Godzilla vs. Kong thing, I really hope it gets some kind of steam somewhere, somehow. I mean, I'm pretty sure we're going to go see it, but no, I'm, gonna see it, I'm sure. not confident that it's going to receive very well. I think it's going to go under. Probably. Probably like the first Godzilla again, which, you know, I, again, I like it because I understand, like, the film, the film style that's supposed to be portrayed, and they've done a really good job kind of getting back to the roots of those Godzilla movies. They didn't mm-hmm. try to go, like, the early 2000s uh, Godzilla movie with the... Ferris Bueller or whatever. Yeah, that was something. That was uh, good. That was a waste of my money. It really was. (laughs) You know, uh, goodness. I think it would be cool if, like, let's say Godzilla beats King Kong in this one. Maybe they could go on to bring out Mecha Godzilla. Oh, my God. As a response to try and take him out. That could be cool. Oh, plot holes. Yeah. Yeah. I think that could be the only direction they really go with it, though. Probably. You know, this is the title fight. You know what I mean? This This is... Zilla Kong, round one. We're going to see what happens. Yeah. I'm, well, who do you take in this fight? I'm taking Godzilla. You're taking Godzilla? I'm sorry. He's the king of the monsters. That's right? true. Kong's been running around on Skull Island. The biggest thing he fought was a T Rex. Ooh. Ooh. No this one shoots laser beams. Mothra, you know, the three headed dragon monster he took down by himself. That Hydra thing is badass. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's crazy. So. I'm taking Godzilla in that fight. I gotta agree with you. Yeah, I gotta agree with you. You know what I mean? Laser breath in the face, dead. I like Kong. I think he's awesome. I think I'll give him a good couple rounds. You know, I'm thinking with a little (laughs) three-piece combo, and that's about it. (laughs) I'm thinking it'll probably go like six or seven at most, and then I think uh, Godzilla's gonna be able to, you know, work the ground game a little bit, get in there. Right, right. Yeah, Mm, totally. Yes, yes, absolutely. Mm. (laughs) Oh, my God. But anyway, back to the docket. So this was the big headliner we had for today's show. Flash finally gets a release date. Bilky, I love the Flash. Correct. I do. It's one of he's one of my favorite characters in DC. I love the TV show, as you know. Um, and you you understood my thoughts with Ezra Miller. I'm not the biggest fan, personally. Right. So when I've been hearing that his solo movie, you know, has been getting delayed or whatever, my biggest thing with that was I will give Ezra Miller one more chance as the Flash because mm-hmm. I don't think Justice League did anyone in that movie they made him a bitch they made him an idiot they really tried to just make him peter parker and he's not peter parker um wally west is more that than barry allen ever was as Mm -hmm. far as like the humor goes you know this um but it finally gets a release date four years after the initial announcement it's supposed to come out in like 2022 something like that yeah so only you know (laughs) six more years after its (laughs) initial release date um but question number one is this movie actually gonna happen like they keep. I don't know, dude. Like, is this actually? I feel like it's Deadpool all over again. They keep dragging it out, and my first thought is, okay, take your time. 
if you're going to do it, mm-hmm. but how long are you actually <laughs> going to take? Because we were hyped when we first heard the announcement, but it's like, good God, man, like, how long are we actually going to have to wait for this? That's what I'm saying. It, I, it just reminds me of that Deadpool situation, right? Because we had that weird leak of the CGI that one time, and then all of a sudden, boom, 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 it got traction. So, I don't know. They've gone through four different directors. Um, it's kind of insane. And my second question would be, at this point, are you really going to keep Ezra Miller as the Flash? Right. Because I think people, by the time, it's 20, 2022 is when this is going to come out. I don't think anyone's going to remember Justice League. No, they're not. Honestly, it was so bad and so well, like, not well, uh, wasn't well received. So, like, I think you could just recast at this point. You probably could. I mean, you've already gone through four directors. It probably wouldn't hurt to pick around with a different cast. Yeah. And, you know, at the end of the day, you know, you could look at the the... The production as a whole, right? The only consistent spot is Ezra Miller, and all these other areas of the film are having problems. So somebody's got to go at some point, right? if you understand what I'm saying. I'm not sure what kind of person he is like on the actual set. I'm not either. But, I mean, I don't want to just give him harp and like talk shit on him, because I really don't know how he is on right, the set. But right. obviously something's not working. There's, there's some piece there that's not quite fitting, and he's the only consistent factor, so it's kind of like... You know, if it looks like a duck, sounds like a duck, probably a duck. It sounds like something familiar with a certain Kathleen Kennedy who continues to float around. Oh, my God. I don't even want to begin that. I will have an aneurysm on I know. I swear to God. We could write her a letter. A strongly worded letter. She needs to have her house burned down. Oh, my. I said it. I said it. A literal hot take. Goodness. But on moving on down the list, Spilky, have you heard about this movement for hashtag release the Snyder Cut? Um, so you informed me on it recently. I had not heard of it prior, but I'm excited. Like it seems yes. amazing because <laughs> I thought um what they did to him was terrible. Yes. Uh so though for those of you who that don't understand, the release the Snyder Cut movement, ever since Justice League came out, there was uh big directorial issues between Josh Whedon and Zack Snyder and uh, and Warner Brothers. So what had actually happened and how badly they screwed over this man, Zack Snyder, who was the original director of Justice League, uh, mid-production, his daughter died from suicide, and he had to take time off to deal with that in his family. Warner Brothers saw the cut that he had assembled to that point because they started filming that, um, I think it was right... After, like right after or during the production of, um, oh, actually, it was during the theatrical run of Batman vs Superman. Right, they're already halfway through production on Justice League because they wanted to just kind of, which is good timing. Right. They had it played out well, which you have to do if you're really trying to trust your, you know, process and trust this universe they were building. Um, but Warner Brothers apparently saw an early cut of the film and decided that uh, to use this man's tra- family tragedy as a scapegoat to let him off the project, um, which is horrible. It's, I'm shaking my head right now. It's it, absolutely it ridiculous. Um, I know it's been a while since it happened, but it still pisses me off. And I, listen, I'm not the, the the biggest Zack Snyder fan of all time, um, but I know he's a really good visual storyteller. His, it's just that he's never, I don't think, been paired with a good writer or developed a good story to really complement the amazing visuals he can produce in a film. Right. Uh, I think Super, I think uh, Man of Steel is one of the most visually pleasing Superman films ever been made. Um, you know, 300 Great film. Watchmen, great film. Yeah, he just keeps putting them out. It's consistent. Yeah, and so when you get to Justice League, right, like that's a movie where I really wanted to see what his vision was as a whole, um, just to see if he could kind of land, stick the landing, because, you know, to that point we had Man of Steel. I kind of liked it, you know, it's not, I don't don't have as much love for it as some people do. It's not my Superman, once again. I think Henry Henry Cavill's great. And then we saw Batman vs. Superman, Martha, and there's just trying to do too much. That was studio interference, so I don't blame him yet again. Um, And now I wanted to see what his vision was going to be for Justice League. Well, we never got that. What we got was a weird, just Frankenstein version of that movie directed by Josh Whedon, who did the original Avengers. Um, And it was horrible. No hate on Josh Whedon. I think he's a great director. Yeah. Um... But I just don't like the way they compiled all of it together. No, it was tragic. They They're tried like, to, well, let's just put this in here yeah. and then fucking throw this over here. It was as if they did, like, they were just blindfolded in the editing room. They were right. just like, <laughs> we'll see what this looks like whenever we get done. Just a bunch of RNGs. It's like, <laughs> all right, let's compile this, hit random, and then send it out there for the people. Yes. So all that happens, right? Justice League comes out. Box office bomb. Terrible. Um, and then since that point, Allegedly, there are rumors floating around that there was a Snyder cut of the film. Now, 
What this means is there is a film version of this movie that Zack Snyder has that you can go to his house and watch, but it is not a fully complete film by any means. It's just a rough cut of what the major and significant story beats that he decided on were going to be, and those were shot and done. That Those were in the bag. Those was all good. Mm-hmm. So what this campaign has been gearing up towards is that uh, fans either A, we just like to see the cut as it is, we don't care, and I'm one of those people yeah, as well. I, I see it. I know it's not finished. I just want to see what the actual story could have been. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Do it in the documentary, release on HBO Max, I don't know, something like that. Um, and then the other half of it is like, fans wanting to kind of campaign to dump some money into this film um, and maybe actually get it released, like, officially. Um, the only way that, I think, could happen was the HBO Max thing that I thought about because they already have the... Warner Brothers already has a deal with, like, HBO for, like, their Justice League movies and all that stuff. So, you know, if they wanted to dump another $100 million to finish the effects on that cut, they totally could. By all means, please. <laughs> I mean, and, and we give HBO Max something to kind of go ahead and compete against Netflix and Disney Plus, right? Like, you're launching a streaming service. Like, why not be like, boom, the home of the Zack Snyder cut. Come to HBO Max. You can see exactly. You tell me you wouldn't get at least, you know, three million subs instantly to watch that cut? Pfft, please. I think you would. Instantly. Um, but the reason why we bring all this up was because uh, a couple weeks ago he put this picture of what was supposed to be in the original movie, which was the Henry Cavill black Superman suit, and my God, Bilky. It looks fantastic. It's wonderful. Look at that man's pecs. Good God. <laughs> Look at his deltoids. My That's what I'm saying. Jesus. He's got the chin. He's got everything. He could, oh, Jesus. Henry Cavill's incredible. He's sculpted from clay. <laughs> this, is, this is the truth. He is sculpted from clay. Goodness gracious. I really want to see it, and the fact that Snyder has this picture and put it up on social media means that he really wants the people to see what his vision was as well. I think collectively we all do because of how, the, like I said, just the, how the whole deal went down, right? Yeah, they did him dirty. It's It was ridiculous at the time. It's still ridiculous today, point blank. It, it was a terrible decision, but thankfully there's new people at Warner Brothers now, and DC is kind of trending in an upward direction, so hopefully that'll kind of keep going. Uh, do you I think? Uh, do you think he'll leave Cleveland and go down to Miami and join the Marvel team? <laughs> Dude, I can tell you right now, it would be the biggest like f you move if like Marvel was like, "Hey Zach, we got a super hype project that really needs like really good visual storytelling." Might call it Moon Knight. I don't know. Right. You know what I mean? I know, I know it's on Disney Plus, but I'm just saying that'd be a, that would definitely be a Zack Snyder be cool. movie. I would um, love to see Zack Snyder in the Marvel Universe. What movie, like, which character do you think would best suit a Zack Snyder Marvel movie? And like, and they, they're saying, let him out of the bag, do your thing. All right. Do we have to, do we have to keep um, continuity going or can he just pick any time and place and pick whatever character? I mean, he can pick whatever character, but I'm sure like you know, it'll fit in the MCU. So just pick whatever okay. character, you know what I mean? They'll make it work. All right, I got you. Silver Surfer. Oh my sweet Jesus. Silver that Surfer. That would be incredible. Yeah. Actually. I think oh that man. that character takes a lot of visual art to just bring it into the screen in general <laughs> yes. and to actually portray what his character embodies and who he is. And space stuff. Exactly. Everybody loves space stuff. How could you not? You could throw Galactus in there. I would love to see his take on Galactus. Dude. A Zack Snyder Galactus would be nuts. That would be amazing. Oh, my God. So yeah, that's my vote. If, oh if we get to Zack God. Snyder, if you're listening to this, for the love of God, please go talk to someone. Hit Mr. Feige up and say, look, I want Silver Surfer. Oh, man. I think that would be badass. Oh, man. What about uh, you? Do you think you uh, you got anyone that you well, would they were, They're already doing the Eternals, so that would have been my other option for sure. Um, well, if we were on the topic of Silver Surfer, let him do Fantastic Four. Like, it's still space stuff, and you need a guy that can do team movies. He did Watchmen, remember, way back when. <laughs> I love Watchmen. You know what I mean? He did Watchmen. That's the guy that did Watchmen. That's a fact. So, I think, you know, let him do that. That'd I mean, be great. Yeah, he did 300, too, and that's not necessarily a team movie, the, but... Basically. The way it works is it's ba- close it's enough. basically. Yeah, there's dude. 300 of them, but yeah, there's... It's a big team. Big team. <laughs> big roster. <laughs> Heavy roster. What's the salary cap on them? Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> no idea, but oh man, let's keep on trucking down this list here. Uh, the next thing on the docket is that Power Rangers, yes, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, is getting a reboot yet again by Hasbro. Wonderful. I'm all on board for this. This one warmed my heartstrings because this is what started the pod way back when. I was going to say. We all saw that new-ish reboot of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers in theaters together, and then we sat down 
got some stuff done, and then we made a podcast and launched this whole thing. So what do you think about them rebooting Power Rangers again? I'm on board, dude. I loved Power Rangers. I loved it too. And I was, did you ever look online and see all the deleted scenes they took out of the movie? No, I didn't. Dude, From that one we just watched not too long yes, ago? Yes. I'm telling you, if you go and look those up and then you uh, kind of watch the movie again and think about like those scenes where they have been, it would have been a very slow movie, I think, but I would have been more okay with that and then getting a lot of the the, like the big climax that we got at the end, because that part right. was awesome. When they were just they're fighting the putties, and then they finally get the Zords going. And they, they started running, the music's playing oh, in the back. Oh, yeah, bro, that, that, so that got me, man. Um, so it, will, it definitely would have been a slow burn, but I think the teenage, like the YA teenage angsty uh, angle that they were putting on would have been better uh, expressed in a way. Uh, if they would have left those scenes in there. But uh, essentially, what I read on uh, THR, this is where it came from, uh, was that Power Rangers getting re- rebooted once more in a way that it hopes to return to the franchise to its roots. So like kids, 90s, cool stuff. Uh, the story is said to involve a time travel element that brings the kids back to the 1990s and back to the future. Are you serious? Fashion. This sounds yes. incredible. <laughs> um, and then they have to find a way to get back to their present. Um, so Peter Rabbit 2, I guess, uh, the runaway is penning the script. I don't know who that guy is. It doesn't matter. It's Power Rangers. They'll, they'll figure it out. Um, but yeah, that, that whole premise right there, when they said, we're going to send them back to the nineties and it's going to be like a modern film, like, yes, give me all of it right now. Can't wait. And then Jason, David Frank actually weighed in, um, before this announcement happened and noted like, you just put Lord Dracon in there in the film. It'll sum it up pretty good. Uh, I, I'm down to do you know that role for them basically anytime. Right. Um, and if you don't know who that is, it's from the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers comic. Please go look that up. It's wonderful. That's a good reading rack. Yes, it's an alternate universe where Tommy actually uh, gets both the power coins of the White Tiger and the Green Dragon. Really? Yes, it is wonderful. Speaking of Tommy, so are they going to bring back the original lineup? Oh yeah, do we it's, get Tommy? It's the OG this? cast uh, for sure. They haven't specifically said if they're going to do, uh, you know, Tommy's character in there, but we're definitely going to get the original Power Five. You know, Jason, Kimberly, all the all the good stuff, and then Trini and, and Zach. So this sounds fantastic. I'm definitely on board for this, dude. I. <sighs> I was gonna say, Power Rangers hits hard for you. It really does. It it really (laughs) does, and especially because it's a it's a universe that's set up to be a franchise in the modern era that we have with superhero films, right? Like it's five kids that are that are diverse and they're different from each other that have to work together to save the world, Um, and. You can take it way left, like uh, that one guy did on YouTube. <laughs> Dude, like, that was badass. That was like Dark Power Rangers. Yeah, you can take it way left, or you can do what Disney's been doing for freaking 70 years now, it feels like. Not Disney, but uh, Saban's been doing it for like 70 years now, it feels mm-hmm. like. And just keep it on the ki- really kiddie level with quippy one-liners and cool martial arts stuff. Um, but I think there's a medium place that exists uh, where you can have these cool storylines, these dramatic moments, these cool relationships with all these different characters... And make a really awesome movie. You know what I mean? The only thing I really want out of it with today's technology is not to see, like, the spark explosions every time they fight an enemy. Oh, and I don't think that's going to... No, I don't. Because we got a little bit of that in the most recent film that we saw, and I would like them to take it (laughs) to a more realistic level. I know it's not necessarily realism, but... I want a little bit more out of For it. For me, I feel like you can have them, but just do, you know, use the effects that we have. Yeah. Make them cooler looking. Don't do the like, pss, you can tell it's like <laughs> detonated from a remote kind of exactly. stuff. And the actor's just like, oh. I want to believe it. Yeah. If I don't get one scene though in this new movie where they all do the front flip over the camera and it's like, <laughs> as they're powering up, I'm going to be, I'm going to be salty. I want Zorgs. Dude, I need some Zords. I want for sure. them. <laughs> I need it. Good God. <laughs> well, moving on down the list, it's time for DC TV stuff, otherwise known as Jalen Recaps the Flash, because Bilky doesn't watch any of the shows, and Arrow got moved to Thursdays, but now it's moved back to Tuesdays, and then there's Batwoman now, so it's great. Good God. That was wonderful. Never, ever again. <laughs> um, but before we get down to the uh, crisis stuff, because you know I gotta, you know I gotta dive Oh, I deep. know it. You know I'm gonna dive deep. I'm gonna uh, go take a nap. <laughs> you know, wow. Uh, there was a Superman Red Sun trailer. It's the latest and greatest from Warner Brothers Animation. Uh, it'll be out probably, I think it was it February or March. I can't remember. But one of those two days, or one, two, one of those two months, it'll come out. It's looking great. It's the alternate reality where Superman's pod crash lands in Russia instead of Smallville, Kansas. And I cannot wait to see it. Uh, the graphic novel is wonderful. Bilky, you saw the trailer. What were your thoughts? 
Um, I thought it initially it blew my mind. <laughs> Honestly, I was blown away by the trailer. Excellent. We got hints of Diana. We see Green Lantern Corps in there. Batman. We get in there. Batman in yes. there. I'm thinking this is going to be great. And a lot of the times, even though it is animated, the DC animation realm seems mm-hmm. to be rather serious yeah. in their tones. And so I think from what we saw, we're going to get a lot of the same. Yeah. And it's, what is this, Cold War era? Yes. Yes. So there's a lot of political tension. There's going to be a lot going on outside of the realm of the superheroes in this. Yes. So I'm hoping that they just bring the dialogue with it. Because, I mean, we saw in the trailer, they're bringing the animation. Oh, yes. The, the animation fight scenes are going to be awesome. <laughs> so I'm really excited for this. I'm going to keep it on my list of things to watch. And what a time to put out a, a Red Sun Superman of all films. Right? <laughs> no offense, America, but just kind of... That's awkward timing, but... It came out of nowhere. I yeah. did not expect it whenever you were like, hey, check out this trailer. I'm like, wait, what's going on? Yes. Kami Superman? Yes, Kami <laughs> Superman. He's here. Oh, man. But what yeah. about your initial thoughts? What, are you, what were you thinking? I I, well, I read the original uh, graphic novel way back when, and I loved it then. I think it's a, a great a kind of um, dramatic exploration into nature versus nurture, that whole argument from like Freudian psychology about is it really like... Uh, someone's born evil or is it that they're raised that way kind of thing so I think it's interesting to see that in one of my favorite superheroes and just really explore that entire possibility so to see that be adapted into an animation usually Warner Brothers when they do these they're really like they stick tight to the graphic novel so Mm -hmm. I know it's going to be great Um, and uh, their track record hasn't let me down so far I've liked all their stuff they put out like Justice League War and Flashpoint Paradox all that stuff is basically just pulled right off the page and they animate it so yeah, I can't wait. I'm on board with this. It's amazing. Moving on down the list to the Crisis Review, and it says, so far, for a very frustrating reason, <laughs> Bilky. This is why I don't watch it, dude, because they continuously frustrate you. No, it's not. It's this, listen, listen, it's, it's partially my own, it's partially my own ignorance, but also, fuck you, okay? Because... <laughs> Here's the deal, Banana Peel. When you say you're doing your Infinity War endgame type crossover, which is, this is what this is. Right. It's, it's got that style and tone to it. Um, and then you say it's going to be five episodes, right? And you've hyped it up for so long. Okay, you don't, you don't drop three of the episodes when they're all already done filming. <laughs> and they're Mistake done and they're <laughs> in the bag. <laughs> and then... Make us wait till January 14th, Bilky. I still have to wait 14 more days. And the initial three episodes came out December, like, 20th. Like, the weekend before that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. To finish this crossover. And that's just terrible scheduling. Like, why would you do that? Just drop all the fucking episodes in a row. You did it for Crisis on Earth X. You did it for the, the other crossover way before that one. Just just do it all in a row, man. I don't understand you. I was going to say, why are they doing this? You've done so great, CW, with your crossovers. This is literally the dumbest decision you have ever made. Are they just trying to make sure that they get the views on it? Are they trying to hold on to it and wave it in front of you like a dollar? I, I think it's just like the they really want to do the whole Infinity War Endgame style of it because the way the first half of it ends, it's like they're, they all lose kind of thing. And they right. just don't know what to go. So I think that's what they're trying to do with it. But at the end of the day, bro, just... Give me the damn crossover. Like, I've been loyal. <laughs> I've been loyal. I've been there for you. I loved you. I, I cared for you. <laughs> you were my brother. <laughs> you were to bring balance to the fools. Not, Not even in darkness. <laughs> <laughs> we can't get over Star oh, Wars, dude. I know, we really can't. Oh, man. But, so far, um, I love that there are so many nerdy easter eggs they got the actor that played the 60s robin i swear to god he's in the first like two seconds of no this shit. thing and he goes just like great caesar's ghost are you like, serious yes, that's amazing um so many nerdy things of that nature um i love seeing how that they brought the threat of crisis to a new level with you know the monitor and the anti-monitor mm-hmm. stuff is hitting the fan there's no chill with this one um definitely has that end game infinity war vibe to it i'm, I'm okay with that if you're going to do this level of crossover on TV, why not model it after the greatest 10-year collaboration of movies ever? 
Yeah. It really is. Like, I don't think anything's going to top you know it for I mean? a like, long if you're time. Gonna, that's, if that's where you're going to model it, that's how you do a big finale with mm-hmm. 30 characters, which they have in this thing. Like, they go to literally so many places. Uh, Lucifer, I don't know if you ever watched that show on CW, but that guy somehow is in this crossover. Is he really? I swear to God, he's in there. <laughs> they got John Constantine. All the, the legends are in there mostly. It's like, it's it's crazy, man. There's so many ca- You saw the list that one week I put on yep. this show. Like, it's, it's just, it's insane. Um... There, uh, yeah, Lucifer is on there as, as I mentioned. And ah, motherfuckers, okay, here's the deal, bitch. <laughs> I knew this was coming. <laughs> motherfuckers. All right, um, I'm gonna put the logical hat on because I understand what happened and why. I'm, a, as you know, I have seven PhDs in Smallville. Okay, <laughs> seven. They're all hanging in a plaque in my room. I've seen them. They're, they're He's wonderful. not lying. Yes. So when Tom Welling came back on Smallville. Uh, the nerd in me was like, for the love of God, I need him in the Superman suit of some kind. Okay? The realist in me knew it wasn't gonna fucking happen. And that's what happened. Okay? <laughs> but they took it a step farther. Um, and said that that version of Superman actually gave up his powers. I'm sorry, what? Yes. That and was the excuse. They, <laughs> listen. And when I heard it initially, anger, outrage. <laughs> Did I punch a cat? Probably. Like... Yes, I was. What? I was like, "What the fuck do you mean? You kill him!" <laughs> but then I put my thinking cap on. Thought about all the years of Smallville, right? Thought mm-hmm. about the entirety of that particular character that Tom Welling helped develop and kind of produce, and it makes complete and total sense for that version of Clark Kent to want to do that to have a family with Lois Lane. So at the end of the day, am I frustrated? Yes. I will never get to see Tom Welling in a Superman costume. Whatever. I'll have to just live with that till I die. To wait for it until he posts it, like an Instagram Halloween Something, <laughs> maybe. I don't know. Um, but at the end of the day, that actually was a really intelligent way to end that character's, like, relationship to the crossover universe. So that's that was, that was pretty cool. And it was just great to see Tom Welling back on screen in the actual Kent Farm set from Smallville doing his thing, still acting the same way. It was awesome. So did he just, like, pass him on? How does he give up his powers? In the show, he lost his powers, like, 20 times, dude. I swear. How does Superman lose his powers? Well, Jarrell's kind of a dick in that show. Oh, is he really? Uh, he, yeah, <laughs> like, low-key. Um, just kind of like, he's like, you need to be literally committing genocide and imposing Kryptonian will. Oh, and really? Clark's like, yeah, I don't want to do that. Like, humans aren't that bad. Like, I don't have to be a supreme leader or anything so Jarrell's being like fucking raditz coming Pretty to find much, goku yeah <laughs> he's he's coming in hot dude he he yeah yeah but um yeah that but it was great seeing tom welling and erica durant's play lois and clark again it was awesome and his fan he has like a whole family he has like three girls apparently in that universe it's it's great so good send off to that clark can't frustrating but i think it was necessary and really intelligently done um brandon ralph a uh, great Kingdom Come Superman, because we know he can already play Superman from being Superman in Superman Returns. Right. <laughs> Wonderful job. Um, I was going to say, I like that movie. I think I like that. As I said, you know, unpopular opinion. I like that one more than Man of Steel. because That's there's, the bullet wins, right? Yeah, there's a story in there. Mm-hmm. You know that I mean? is my favorite. There's a story Superman. in there. It's a, nah, it's a, you know, wet dream to Christopher Reeve, whatever, you know. So that's my hot take on that one. Um, I thought they could have handled Oliver's story a little bit better so far. Um, but I know the second half of it's supposed to be like a real true send off for Oliver Queen because so far oh, sending him off. Oh yeah, he's he's dead, bro. That's been the oh, whole shit. Arrow. Okay. That's been the whole Arrow season eight arc is or season eight. Yeah, season eight arc is that he's dying and his kids are there. So um, yeah, I think they could have handled it a little bit better though to kind of tease it and amp it up a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But so far, I think it's fine. Um, just wish it was a little little bit more cleaned up. Um, and then again, just why the fuck do I have to wait till January fourteenth? I don't know. I've I've been thinking about that since you first mentioned it, and I cannot come up with a logical reason for them to do that. What is one of your favorite animes to watch right now, Bilky? One of my favorite animes to watch right now. Just yeah, just off the top of your of your noggin. What are you uh, flipping Bebop. on? Bebop. Okay, so imagine Cowboy Bebop is going to do a, a crossover with Gundam. Oh oh shit! And imagine you've been waiting for this for maybe a year. Okay, it's been hyped for you mm-hmm. for a year, right? They do the first three episodes one night and then tell you, oh, come back three and a half weeks later. Oh, so Attack on Titan? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they literally cut literally the... They did that. In the most recent season, 
they were dropping all this shit. It was hype building. I'm like, oh my God, the story's finally developing and playing out. We're getting answers. And they said, all right, we're, we're not ready yet. Oh, Come God. back in a year. Oh, Jesus. Yes. So I can relate to you. Yes, now now I understand. Now do you understand what, <laughs> oh God, it's, it's crazy. Goodness. But moving on down the list, it's time for some video game news. And we actually have some this time. It's not yes. just the League Minute. It's crazy. Um, the Video Game Awards of 2019 were uh, around back when I was making these notes. So I looked up who won Game of the Year, and it was Sekiro Heroes Die Twice. Oh. Or Sekiro Heroes, Heroes Die Twice for you American listeners. No, I like um, that. Fuck, fuck the American <laughs> listeners. That was fantastic. Not the, really. <laughs> the synopsis of the game is that you are the one-armed wolf, a disgraced and disfigured warrior uh, rescued from the brink of death, bound to protect a young lord who is the descendant of an ancient bloodline. You become the target of many vicious enemies, including the dangerous Ashina clan. Yes, and we... Listen, I've seen plenty of gameplay of this, uh, and it is well-deserving of the game of the year. Oh, yeah, it is beautiful. Like, the trailers, that's all gameplay in there, bro. Mm -hmm. Like, that's some real shit. Like, it's beautifully, beautifully rendered. Uh, gameplay was pretty flawless, uh, from what I can understand. The fighting was actually rooted in, like, how they actually fought back in, like, that style of uh, samurai fighting. So, yeah, I wow, congratulations. Yeah, it looked fantastic. I was kind of worried that it wasn't going to have a lot of hours inside of it, but it just kept packing it on and on and oh, on. Oh, no. This is, like, apparently that game can run you for, if you played it straight, around 13 or 14 hours of content. So, That's yeah. pretty solid. Good, it's a good, solid story. Um, no multiplayer or anything. It's just a true, like, it's a linear story. You play it a couple times, different variations of difficulty um, kind of thing. But Which yeah. is fine with me. I think we need to get back towards that. Yeah, I don't need every game to, you know, be able to play with my friends. There's times where, like, you know, you want to pop your Xbox on and just go to a world for a minute and play Sekiro or I want to play Assassin's Creed kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, they did the same thing with the new Star Wars. Exactly. Fantastic. And Kenny's been playing it and he's already up to Grandmaster level difficulty, oh, which is wild. But that's a one where there's no multiplayer. And it's on you to just enjoy the game and yeah. beat something. So it reminds me of how it used to be when we were growing up. Uh, there was no, yeah, there was no multiplayer. If you wanted multiplayer, you had to invite your friends over. No cross-plat, you know what I mean? Exactly. All that kind of stuff, yeah. So I wouldn't mind if we started to get back towards that a little bit. Yeah. I remember like putting your Xbox in a backpack and then having to hoof it over to your, yeah, your dude. home. Like, those good old days, it's man. It's a fucking LAN party. Yeah, bro. Good the greatest old days. picture I've ever seen. I'll try and find it for you so you can know what I'm talking about. It's a LAN party. Party where they're playing uh, CSGO, I believe. Oh, God. And there's a kid who's literally duct taped to the ceiling. <laughs> so his whole body is duct taped, <laughs> and then his head and his arms are out, and they built a little platform for him to play on because the basement wasn't big enough. Oh, my God. I'm going to find it for you. It's the greatest <laughs> depiction of what a land party can be. Goodness. Oh, my God. Well, we're going to move on down to our League Minute, where we give you some low, low ELO insight into all things League of Legends. It's time for our Aphelios review. I mentioned that a couple weeks back. Um, so, overall, what are your thoughts and feelings on Aphelios so far? I fucking despise this champion. Wow. That's my... Uh, <laughs> that's my initial reaction to it. We have some it. different opinions, but continue. Yes, we do. That's fine. Um... Super pissed they dropped him so quickly. Okay. That was ridiculous because they hinted that this is going to be the most challenging player that they've ever put into the game. Cool. I'm all about some mechanical difficulty. It provides a nice learning curve for those who have been in the game for a long time to learn yes. something new. They give you a new HUD with him. He's got all these crazy abilities. It's it's so broken. It pisses me the fuck off. I hate it. I honestly hate it. For oh, my God. Being such an immobile champion, I understand that you're going to have to bring something to the table. But it's just ridiculous. Yeah. Like, if he gets to the point where he's snowballing, you're ending the game at 25 minutes. Yeah. Granted, if you can, you know, drag the game out, he's not going to do as well late. But I just, I can't handle it. Yeah, he's, uh, so I actually am quite fond of the champion because he's he's a, he's a classic crit eddy carry, which we haven't gotten in a while. Um, I mean, I think the last one was like, uh, it wasn't Kaisa, it was there, maybe Jinx? Yeah, uh, maybe Jin, maybe Jin before him. Um, so that's what I appreciate about Philios. But my my complaints are similar to yours, where like he his gold efficiency isn't like a Kaisa, isn't like a Vayne, isn't like um, a Jinx even uh, or a Caitlyn. Where if he you know if you go O two in bot lane during lane phase, 
you're fucked as a Felios. Like, there's no, like, oh, I can scale, I, let me just get my items. Like, no, you will do absolutely nothing yep. for the rest of the game. Whereas if you're playing a Kaisa uh, or a Vayne or some kind, you can go 0-7 in bot lane as long as you get your items and the game goes 40 minutes, you're still going to be able to win a team fight at some point. Exactly. Um, so that's what I don't appreciate about the champion. Um, also, again, the lack of mobility. You really got to be on it with positioning. I'm not the greatest AD carry ever, so that's difficult for me in general. Um, and then I think the things that I do like about him are his unique HUD things and like how you level up different abilities for different situations. Uh, by the way, Sleeper OP is just maxing the armor pin. Just throwing that out there. Facts. Because you, you end up with true damage if you max it. Yeah, so I don't want to totally hate on the champion as a whole. Right. Because I do think he's unique, and I've played him a couple times. I think he's interesting. I just don't like the idea of him or what he represents to the game. Do you think he will be present in pro play for any of the splits upcoming for this uh, 2020 season? I think he's going to be a priority in uh, ban phase. Mm. Because I do think if the team can build around him and prioritize him in the early game, that he could be an issue. Yeah, I've watched Sneaky play him a couple times. I've watched Double. I mean, I watch Cutie sometimes, but he doesn't really count for <laughs> no. pro play. <laughs> um, so I do think that he will be prele- prevalent? Relevant? Relevant? Prevalent? 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 I do think he will be present. We're ah. going to go with that one. Okay, that sounds um, good. But I don't think he's going to be like a Kaisa, where you just have to first pick him just to get him on the team and gotcha. then you build around him. Gotcha. I don't think it'll be like that. Yeah. Shout out to whoever made Kaisa, by the way. What a fantastic champion that is just so... Like, she's just so present. Like, mm-hmm. she's just the best AD carry. She has mobility. She has that teleportation, assassination ability to turn yeah. a team fight around. I'm sorry. I, I love Kaisa. I, I also I don't love mean Kaisa. To, they, they nicknamed her Space Vein, but still, it's... it's yeah, that one hurt a little. It's true, though. And she's literally space vein. Her passive works similarly. She has that assassin quality. She has the invisibility. Mm-hmm. You know, she has the hyperscaling damage element. Oh, so. yeah. She, they're definitely hyper carries. Yeah. But there is something that just, like, warms my heart when I'm playing vein and I just uh, nuke sure. a Kaisa. Yes. <laughs> I was here first. <laughs> Obey oh, your master. Yes. Um, so we're going to give you another uh, champion preview for set now that we've seen his abilities a little bit more. Um, I'm going to predict that he's definitely going to be top lane jungle. I don't think there's any way he's going to be a mid laner. I don't think there's any way he's going to be in the bot lane unless you're doing some kind of like weird European or Koreans. The Koreans will figure out some way to put him down there, I'm sure. Um, but I think he's definitely going to be a top laner or a jungler. Um, and uh, his kit's simple. It's straightforward. You run at people, you punch them in the face, and then you choke slam them into the ground. I'm super hyped <laughs> on this champion, honestly. I like that he's simplistic. Because they just keep releasing all these champions with like three hit passives or like hyper mobility or new HUDs, new new shit. Yeah. Let's get back to some simplistic shit like Cho'Gath. Yeah. So I'm really excited for him. Uh, I personally think he might make an appearance in the mid lane. Ooh, that's a hot take. Yeah, I think he's going to be rather efficient and I think he can absorb a lot of pressure. That too. That's I what could, I'm hyped on. I could see a scenario where let's say, you know, like Diana's so popular, right? Mm-hmm. I could see a scenario where... You know, a team is trying to maybe build a comp around not dying to the Diana so much. So they stick, you know, set in the mid lane just to sit there and be a tank and just not die to Diana. Because he can right. survive pretty much any kind of burst mage, burst assassin, AD, or AP. It doesn't matter as long as you itemize correctly. Um, so, yeah, I could definitely see that maybe for the mid lane for your argument there. Um, but I think jungle, out of all the roles, um, top lane, I think there's plenty of bruisers that can probably go toe to toe with him. Right. Um, Especially I wouldn't put him up against the bear. No, especially <laughs> especially once, you know, pro players, we actually get to see pro-level play of him, right? Because mm-hmm. all we have is, like, PBE stuff right now. So it's not really an accurate depiction of what the champion's level is going to be. Right. But I think the jungle will suit him really, really well. Is his gank the best? No. But if you set up a team comp around it where you have maybe a Camille top, set jungle, they can take the top half of the map. Your bottom half of the map is maybe like a Tali or something and then a good bot lane. You know, you know what I'm saying. I think he'll be, like, if he was going to play in the jungle, I, you, you're not going to carry the game with him. No. Don't get that idea in your head. I'm not sure he's going to have the greatest objective control, but I do think he's going to be a good utility kind of character that can really shake up a fight. For sure. For and sure. Dude, that ult. That ult is fantastic. Fucking f 5 people <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> it looks amazing. Oh I think God. that does splash damage, too. It does. It's a big AOE ult as he slams people in the ground, mm-hmm. and then that slam after produces, like, I think it's like a 90% slow. So if, you, if there's a tank running at your team as set, all, your job is to just take him, choke slam him into the ground, and then wait for your team to follow up behind you. Dude, he's so badass. <laughs> it's awesome. Oh, man. And his, 
his shit is literally using his hands. He runs up, and his ability is just hit him with the left, hit him with the right, bring him back, and then repeat. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be an awesome champion. I'm super excited to have him in the I'm game. really excited to play him. Uh, I can't wait because, you know, Shen gets old for me every now and again. I mm-hmm. have so many games on Shen. So many games. <laughs> and I don't have the patience to learn, like, actual good top laners like Camille or, like, a Darius or whatever. Um, but Darius, I probably should because he's basically Garen 2.0. We just need to get you onto Susan. I do need to get on the Susan. I do need to Once get on Once you start Susan. playing some Susan, you're never going to look back. And Jax, too. I keep forgetting. I always play, like, there's times where I randomly play Jax and I forget that he's actually pretty simple to execute, mm-hmm. especially if you have lane knowledge and how to manipulate waves top lane. Um, so I definitely need to probably start playing some more Jax. Mainly because the Mecha Kingdom skins are also going to come out with set on January 15th. And uh, the casting list for that uh, for that skin line is Leona, Garen, Jax, Draven, and then the new champion set. We'll all have the Mecha Kingdom skin. It's supposed to be like um, Pacific Rim is the theme, right? They're right. these giant mech robots. So looking forward to that. Can't wait. I'm also looking forward to that. That thing is going to be interesting. I have seen set skin, and I don't like it. I don't like it either. I think it looks clunky and weird. It kind of looks like an off-brand weird Udyr. I don't know. It just didn't sit well with me. Like an Udyr Malphite mashup. Yeah, I just was like, mm, I like his base skin. Agreed. Same yeah. thing with uh, with Aphelios. I kind of like his base skin better, mm. and uh, maybe a hot take, I like Senna's base skin better. Oof. Maggie, you cut to the core. Man. I know. You really did, because there's no way the KDA is not the most fabulous thing. <laughs> and she's getting a fucking Louis Vuitton version. That's so why I'm going to have to put some time in and get me some prestige. That might be the one you see me grinding for. I can't believe they're putting a Louis Vuitton skin in the game. I don't care. <laughs> they're they're going to have two of them now with uh, Kiana's is already in there. But... Are they buying out? Like, are they oh, selling they're out? selling out for sure. What do you mean? It's ridiculous. Have you seen the franchising that's already happened? Like, Diggs back in LCS, mm-hmm. EG's back, you know what I mean? Immortals is coming back, apparently. So. Super hot. I've, I've been a Dignitas fan for a long time. I'm hyped for Dig, bro. They did the largest player contract with Hooney. He got, like, 2.3 million, 1.1 guaranteed wild. or something like that. See, yeah. for all of you who don't think this is a real sport... Or By like, the way. Yeah, it's, <laughs> you have so much to learn. It's insane. I was talking to my buddy Jack about it the other day, and he... he couldn't grasp how big of a game it really is dude and i was like jack more people watch the league world finals worldwide than they did the super bowl yep by a long shot not even close and it's actually the third large or like third most viewed major sport in the united states that's crazy behind i think the nfl obviously and then maybe the nba maybe the nba that sounds right or maybe baseball mlb yeah it's one of those two but it's literally already surpassed mls it's already surpassed uh pga tours nhl hockey all sorts of stuff like that and it's it still feels like no one knows about it at least in the major or in the pro sports community i like that we're on the we're on the real shits with it like we were we you know we've been there from pretty much the jump of them actually expanding it out that far exactly so before you know it, you're going to be seeing it on espn true which is fine with me because i'm i'm so sick at espn yeah it's turned into like tmz for sports i agree i'm I'm down to watch on espn mainly just because i can go watch on my tv versus having to hook up my laptop Mm -hmm. like i don't want to watch it on streams anymore i want it to be legitimized and be like look on my guide and see oh Diggs playing whatever for lcs boom watch it exactly so i'm excited for that i just hope that whenever it does make that jump into the major primetime television realm that they don't stray away from what they've been doing right because i really like the way it's all set up yeah i agree and I, like I do like that they still cuss because it's internet television. It's there wonderful. is no, there's no filter on it. Yeah, I think that's the part I'll miss if it does go network because then they really gotta get casters that like watch what they're saying. Because um, yeah. there's times every now and then the casters are just like, "Oh, what the shit was that?" <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> but that's a genuine response. Yeah, and that's what I like so much. Or like double of saying, "Oh, they're fucking trash" yeah. in an interview. <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna piss me off if I can't see that again. Yeah. Next thing you know, they're just gonna start getting fined. Oh yeah, Jesus. Holy shit! I didn't Can you even, imagine that's gonna that. Be terrible. They're gonna have to get like a, a legit GM, like a Robert, you know, Kraft, not a Robert Kraft, but you know, what I'm talking the NFL guy, yeah. whatever the hell. Um, situation for the LCS if they actually do go network. 
So that's gonna be wild, dude. It'll be wild now. I will be front row and present for it. Yeah, I mean, there's already pro or ex pro athletes that are really invested. Yes. The first one that pops into my mind is Rick Fox. Dude, that's actually insane how invested he is. Right? He NBA just recently got out of bronze. Well, congratulations. Congratulations, <laughs> congratulations Rick Fox. That's Rick's. fucking awesome. <laughs> like, Gordon Hayward plays a lot. There's a couple other NBA players that I know put a lot of time into the game. Yeah. And that's awesome because those are people that can bring light to it mm-hmm. for those who maybe haven't ever even heard of it. Or provide the other aspect of team and like how, like identifying roles and how a team should function as an owner or as a coach or as like a, a consultant for internet, you know, gamers. Because it's, a diff- it's very different, right? Because internet gamers, you know, it's not like basketball and football where it's like I had to work with other people to get to this point. It's very much like, no, I just grinded solo queue, got to... Uh, scouting grounds, you do that all by yourself, coaching yourself, right? Mm-hmm. And then you have some other person telling you how to function on a team for an internet game that you already did all this for. So I think having real-world athletes, um, like uh, ex-NBA players, ex-MLB players of different sports to come in and invest in the game is really healthy. Agreed. CLG, I think I've talked about this before, but they were the first person to bring in an actual coach from a successful sports team. Yes, and they were also the first person to bring in a team psychologist, which I think is so important. Because, I, like we were saying earlier, not a lot of people know about this scene in general. And so to dive even deeper into it, it is so arguous on your mental oh to God. really play this. It's and ar- especially on a high level. <laughs> I mean, we get that way on Clash, right? Because we're exactly. sitting there, it's like, we feel the momentum, but then you get that one boom of a game where you, you feel like, oh, Jesus, I don't know about this one, man. Mm-hmm. And you really got to fight it, you know what I mean? So, Yeah. It's difficult because these guys practice for like 14 hours a day. Mm-hmm. That's way more than any other pro athlete does for anything else. And it's not necessarily as toxic or taxing on the body, but it's super taxing on the mind. It's really hard to stay that focused and continually um, make the right decision or like think super hard about what's going to yeah. happen next. It's, it's stressful, man. Like, in season, when I'm playing league and I'm going to do, like, a ranked session, like, I max out at, like, two or three games. Like, that's all, and that's maybe, like, an hour and a half. So, times that by, you know, 14, that's that's what they're doing for their job. You know what I mean? Like, they have to stay that mm-hmm. high level all day whenever they're doing that stuff to get a quality practice yeah. in. They have personal practices where they just play by themselves. They have team practices. They have scrims against other teams where they really test out their knowledge. Yeah. And then... Once they're done, their cooldown is still playing the game where they stream and produce revenue for themselves. Right. So it's non-fucking-stop. And that's the average expectancy, I feel like, of a league player playing at the top level is not very long. Probably not. Because there's always new kids coming up playing, and it's really hard to stay on top of the curve. Yeah. Well, we'll see how all that goes, but uh, Bilky, it's time for that part of the show. Oh, really? Yes. Hi! Bilky! My God, it's 2020! feel like I've been hopping in a DeLorean. I saw a bunch of stuff from the future. Oh my goodness, Mr. Carey. Can you believe what you're seeing? Can't believe anything. We got skyscrapers. We got hover cars. We got hover boots. We got hover skateboards. What's going on here? The future is now, Mr. Carey. You got to get with the time. I can't believe it. It's time for if you want to read. Um, so on this one I put down Z issues one and two. Wonderful. Have I was to, gonna, yeah, I was gonna recommend to, the same thing. Have man. to do it. Uh, I saw Reddish too. I'm, I'm slacking on that one for sure. Um, and then I'm also going to recommend the Boom Studios Mighty Morphin Power Rangers comic up through the Lord Darken uh, arc because it is like crazy good. Uh, it's just a new perspective on uh, Tommy and the kids from the '90s show, and it's it does in a deeper fashion because it's a comic book medium. They get to tell a lot more of the story. Um, it develops these characters in a way that the newer movie that launched this podcast wasn't able to do because of time. So right. you really get to grow and have these teenage things with these characters and romances and flirts and things of that nature. So go pick those up via Comixology. It's the best. So my rec on top of the Zed one is uh, the Darth Vader book that Kenny's been reading. Yes, it's wonderful. It's fantastic. Um, it's relatively new. Yes. So I think if it's something that you want to check out and you don't necessarily want to go back to the older days of Star Wars comics. Mm-hmm. This could be the thing for you. Kenny's been talking about it nonstop. I binged that when it first came out initially, and I will tell you this. Uh, the first 12 issues, you will not be able to put down. That's that, amazing. That's a fact. Uh, because it gives us this different look at Darth Vader from... It's, it picks up right after Revenge of the Sith, so you're not seeing the overlord Vader that we see in like uh, A New Hope. You're seeing the still raw Anakin Skywalker trapped in this 
shell that he created for himself because he chose to go to the dark side instead of uh, just trying to stick it out and everything. But um, yeah, it's a really interesting take on what Vader went through between three and four. I'm so excited to read it. I, dude, I'm telling you, Wait, you're in for a ride. Where where can I read this at? Comixology. Oh my goodness, it's wonderful. <laughs> Couple clicks in the back. It's not even time. We'll get there. We'll get there. I could not. Oh help it. man. And I'm also gonna recommend Ryan Reynolds' new movie, Six Underground, on Netflix. Um, all right, top to bottom, it's a Michael Bay directed movie. <sighs> so it's explosions. Six point five out of ten. The story's stupid, but it's Ryan Reynolds and action scenes, and it's Michael Bay. So. If you're looking for just a popcorn movie to kind of watch and, you know, put something on in the background maybe and, and something like that. But it's great. I liked it. I thought it was a, a good time. And it's Ryan Reynolds. I am a Ryan Reynolds fan. Can't I can't deny it. Um, and then, of course, The Witcher. If you've not, Oh, yeah, shit. If you have not started The Witcher, it, let me just say this. Bilky, we're both Game of Thrones fans. Yes. We've been yearning for a show to kind of fill that void, the heroin hole that was left in our system when we had to go to rehab and get cleaned up from... Fucking fiending. Fiending from Game of Thrones for so many years. This show does it for me. I mean, I could not stop watching it. It was Henry crazy. Henry Cavill's amazing. Incredible. He does so well. And he, the choreography that they went through for the fight Dear scenes... God. It's beautiful. Well done. The first one that sticks out to me is when he's fighting that chick. Oh my God, yes. She's great. She could have. She could have walked away. She could have. He showed her mercy. <laughs> he really did. Yes. She had uh, one job. Yeah. She yeah. knew what was going on though. Yeah, and Yennefer. That whole arc is great. Wait till you finish it. I'm telling you, it's going to be a great ending to her story too. I think there's just so many good. It's it's really storytelling at its highest possible capacity um, because it, there is a lot of time jumping, so you kind of really do have to pay attention. But mm. if you do, it's the most rewarding watch of eight hours I think I've ever seen. And by the time that eight, the end of that eight episodes hits, you're just like, hey, what the fuck? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> and they are, they renewed season two before the show even came out. Three months. They renewed it in like, uh, what was it? Like mid-September, end of September mm -hmm. uh, before this even dropped. So, yeah. So you know they're coming correct with it's, this. It's wonderful. Um, yeah. And and think it's interesting that it's got so many different and mixed reviews from people there's like you either go on one end of the spectrum or the other like you really like it or you kind of don't understand it and hate it so i think it's weird in that way but i i think that's cool it means the film or that the film the show did something that created a visceral reaction a la the joker um so yeah please check out the witcher please do it if you, if you don't listen to any of our recs at least listen to this one because you're really going to be happy with you it. you will be sad if you do not at least try the witcher you don't have to read the games or the novel or play the games or read the novels because it's really it does a lot of character building and yeah world they do a great job they tell you a lot of stuff which is what we want to see yes we were talking about that on the last just, pod just do your job for the love, love of god, god. <laughs> Tell us a story. Exactly. I was just going to say, tell us a fucking story. I don't need to sit there and question everything that's going on or why it's happening. Yeah. That's not how you tell a story. And it's not, a, it's not like done poorly either. Like the characters explain what's happening and the history of all the places that they go through literal dialogue they're having with each other about why things are happening. Mm -hmm. So it's not just like the character shows up on the screen, well... Do you remember back in 1902 when the kingdoms took that land and we took their people and sold them into slave? No, it's just like, hey, I'm doing this, this, and this. Oh, you gotta be careful because of this, this, and this. And then they're like, oh yeah, I remember this, this, and this. And like, you know what I mean? It's just real. It's more creatively done, and that's what I yeah. appreciate. So just pay attention, immerse yourself in it. Don't put your phone down. Like, just sit there and be entertained because it's a fantastic story. Believe. Believe it. Believe it. <laughs> well, Bilky, we've done it yet again. Zero dollars, zero cents were spent to make this episode. It's honestly immaculate. Ugh, it'll debut in the future. Isn't that crazy? Future. We're putting it in a time capsule for you all just to have some spicy delivery nuggets of information. Uh, and that's because we host our podcast on podcast.com. It's the best place to host your podcast and get it out on the internet because it has optimized search engine capabilities and unlimited storage, which means you can do this podcast for as long as we have or even farther beyond. Good luck, though. My God. <laughs> uh, and if you want any of our comic book recommendations, you can head on over to Comixology. Uh, if you have an Amazon account, Bilky, I don't know if you know this, but there's a little icon in your account settings. You Is can, there really? You can just click the Comixology app, and it'll be added to your Amazon subscription. Mm, it's wonderful. That's incredible. And then you just get access to all these books. Marvelous. Ah, it's wonderful. <laughs> oh, man. 
And uh, for those of you that don't know, we recently discovered that we are on iHeartRadio. Yeah, um, dude. That was awesome. I will put the link in the description of this particular episode, or try to. Uh, so if you want to check us out there, if, you don't have, if you're don't have, if you not listening to us on Apple Podcasts, or if you want to recommend us to a friend and say, hey, you don't have Apple Podcasts? They're on iHeartRadio. Go check us out there. Um, if you want to talk to us about any of these new topics like The Witcher or Power Rangers, we have our official Twitter page, LBON Podcast. Please go check that out. Yeah, dude. Ugh. Like, please, please talk to us. For the love of God. <laughs> no, we're doing better. Nice. We're building reviews. Like, we're, yeah. we're the word's spreading. It's popping. That's what I love to see, though. I was super surprised whenever you sent me that pic and we were on iHeartRadio. Bro, I was surprised when Brandon sent it to me. He's like, yeah. He texted me. He's like, dude, you're on iHeartRadio. And I said, excuse me? Yeah, shout out to our friend Brandon, <laughs> Brandon over at Galactic Dads. Definitely check them out. He was the one who initially discovered that we were on yes. there. Yeah, gave so. us the leak. It was hot, hot take. Hulk take number one. Yeah, they just <laughs> dropped a great pod recently on Star Wars. Fantastic. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good time. They did their 2019 year review and uh, check it, check out the Galactic. Keep an eye on that Galactic Dads page because there might be a, a special guest appearance from the uh, a little bit of nerd podcast when they do their full on Rise of Skywalker review in January. Super so excited. Keep your eye on that one. Oh man! But if you want to talk to us personally off the uh, you know the the official Twitter page, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Jalen Holston Bilky. Where can people find you? You can find me on the Twitters at LG Bilks. That's all lowercase, all one word. And if you want to come talk to me on Instagram, you can find me at B I L K O Z B Y. And as always, Jalen, it is open for their interpretation. <laughs> Wonderful. We'll catch you next time, nerds. Have a happy new year and keep being sweaty. <laughs>